This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver. The southern Colorado city of Pueblo is a unique place. To some, it's a grimy industry town whose best days are behind it. To others, like my aunt and cousins, it's home. So when I heard that a Pueblo-themed bar was opening in downtown Denver, I was skeptical. I knew I needed to call a Pueblo expert to help me decide if this Pueblo bar was the real deal or just a weird developer's mirage of what they think the city is. That expert... My best friend and born and raised Puebloan, David Casados. Today is Thursday, May 19th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Hi. Zach. Nice to meet you, Zach. I'm Paul. Nice to meet you. I'm Bree. Nice to meet you. And this is David. Yeah, oh, did you meet Yeah. He got here early. We've been chit-chatting. Of course David beat me and Paul to the new Fuel and Iron Bar on Blake Street last week. He was already making friends with the staff by the time we showed up. I know. I was like, that's what took me so long. I was trying to figure out where Paul Oh, it's a mess right now. One of the owners, Zach Citrin, explained that construction on Blake has been keeping business pretty slow. Yeah. yeah. Roll with the punches. <laughs> but... I think that probably also has something to do with the recent Westward op-ed accusing him and his business partner of appropriating Pueblo's culture for their own personal gain. Well, why don't we start with a tour? Okay. Sure. Can you show us around? Yeah. Just like- yeah. yeah. Do it. And like I said, I was skeptical too. But as soon as they started pointing out all the little details, explaining how they got Pueblo artist Dan Levinson to paint them a big, beautiful mural, and talking about why they did this, I really wanted to give them a chance. So the, the age of the building and the character is really what, what drew us to this space in particular. Our day job is uh, real estate brokers who specialize in helping restaurants and bars find locations. Yeah. And I was actually touring this space with a client, and the client wasn't a huge fan of it. And Nathan and I turned to each other, and we're like, well, we love it. Exposed brick, the tin ceilings. It's, it's, you just can't recreate character like this and it, it there was a lot of parallels between this building and our building down in Pueblo. It turns out that what Zach and his business partner Nathan Stern are doing is quite a bit more ambitious than just opening a bar. They also bought a giant old building in downtown Pueblo that's been sitting vacant for decades. They want to open a food hall to showcase Pueblo's unique history of Mexican, Italian, and Eastern European cultures coming together, but also show Denverites that Pueblo is awesome. You know, I, I think there's another common misconception that Pueblo lives in the past you know like that his best days are are behind it we couldn't disagree more we you know there is so much vibrancy and incredible energy within Pueblo and so you know you could come for the past but you really get hooked by the present and the future and that's what's most exciting for us. So these developer dudes can talk the talk but can they walk the walk? David Casados grew up in the shadow of the steel mill that the Fuel and Iron Bar is named after, and I knew he was itching to talk about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you really want one of those combos? I kind of, oh, well, I don't know. Well, the Tecate and me. Okay. Me compo sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, I was like, I don't see you drinking Fernet or Montucky. I mean, when in Rome. And you know what? I do have to say right off the bat, this is such a handsome space. Yeah? It's exposed brick. Like, you you don't know what you're getting into anymore in downtown Denver some of the time. Fair. Um, and when I saw the address, I hoped that it would be an, an older building an older like building, this. But I did not know that it would. It's showing its beautiful bones. Um, super, I just think, handsome and accommodating. Uh, and a really, a really bold but refreshing take on what people would transpose from Pueblo up to up to Denver. I think my aunts were super excited <laughs> about having like a culture touchstone up here. Just really? some kind of representation, but they were skeptical you sure. know, of its execution. I'm I'm going to be excited to report back to them how I, handsome I thought the, the space is. That's good to hear because part of the reason I wanted to talk to you is you are a much less cynical person than I. <laughs> and I was cynical about two white developers wanting to open a Pueblo bar. And I wondered, you as my best friend from Pueblo, sorry to my Pueblo family I didn't invite on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Aunt Karen. They're busy. They're busy. I really wondered what you would think. You know, if anyone ever came up here for a Rockies game or if they were staying at Union Station, this would 100% be a place I would say stop. It's a, it's a beautiful watering hole. The mural that greets you when you come in. I really think is a familiar landscape, but it also has familiar faces. Um, it so it's really like the well steel done. mill in the background. Yeah. And then there's this like table of a family eating. I would dispute that they are coming right off work because they're all dressed real fancy. Oh, yeah. They look super, super fancy. I was like, wow, if only I, I would love to think of Pueblo in my imagination as people <laughs> like getting that dressed up. Um, but it's Colorado and that can be a stretch in either direction. Um, so it's, a, it's nice. It's nice. So you liked it. You don't think that it's too... I don't know how to put, I don't know. I don't Performative, know you don't want to say. Yeah. And it's, I don't think, what I would say is it, it is such a, it's a refreshing take on something that I think everyone up here is used to attaching a negative, negative connotation. connotation. It's not like this warm embrace across Colorado. But there are spots within it that like once you, it's, it's a beautiful place. This is a really a building you don't see a lot of in downtown Denver anymore. No, no. But you see it in smaller towns in Colorado. I loved seeing the basement. Oh, man, that was cool. <laughs> Freaky, for sure. But you have to but. think, like, all the things that this was. Like, oh. this could have been, like, some gross <laughs> club that we probably both came to. I know. <laughs> oh, my God, that's what I want to ask you. So, they have this, like, speaking of gross clubs that we went to. No, um, they're going to be opening this, like gay pirate themed tiki bar upstairs and then when i heard that i thought i'm pretty sure that david told me the gay bar in pueblo was pirate themed (laughs) yes the (laughs) pirate's cove which sounds like a water slide not a bar yeah now i think it's just called the cove i've only been a few times and the, the the last time i was there um there is a giant boat in the middle yes. yeah and it, it's so I was on the other side I was on the stern if you will <laughs> and someone from the other side of the bar bought, bought me and a friend a shot and we went over to say thank you and the party got up and left so I was like dang I don't I we thought that was really cool and nice but we just cleared this place <laughs> um so yeah that is true the lone 
I believe, GLBTQ plus bar, the place that you go and potentially get like a drag show um, in Pueblo has a fake boat inside of it. Oh my God. You can't replicate that. It's culture. Culture. That is culture. (laughs) That's what I go to Pueblo for. The gay culture. I know you mentioned that you had talked to your aunts about it. What do you think your family would think about a Pueblo-themed bar in Denver? Getting past the skepticism. Yeah. They were really excited about it. I did not know about this. They brought it to me. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So it was. So the word is on the street in Pueblo. Word is on the street. Um, and it was, all, it was all said with a lot of enthusiasm. So I'm excited to be able to report back how just handsome the space is. Like, it is a bar. very good-looking um, and I'm excited to try some of the stuff. Yeah. Green chili. I know, a Pueblo poutine. That brings full circle. I know. You went to Canada. You hated it. You're back. Sorry, Paul. Paul's our resident Canadian. Oh, it's, a, it's, an, a, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> Lemoncello, every Italian family that I know mm-hmm. in Pueblo makes their own. Aberdeen is a really cool neighborhood in Pueblo that is just old and really, really beautiful. Like even the, even what's in there, rosemary, juniper berry, and lime, that's all, if you go to Aberdeen, it's almost like you can smell rosemary and juniper. Um, So these are really thoughtful. The cocktail menu is thoughtful. Yeah. Oh, yay. Challenge accepted. This episode is brought to you by Pine Melon, the farmer's market delivered. Pine Melon is a next generation grocery delivery app that partners with over 200 farmers, ranchers and producers in Colorado to help make fresh, locally sourced foods available to the Denver community at fair prices. Get high quality meats, eggs and dairy from small local farms, fresh baked breads from local bakeries and more, as well as all of your favorite pantry staples best part is pine melon offers same day delivery to denver and soon boulder within a two-hour window no subscription necessary save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door join the movement and support local today use promo code citycastdenver for 75 dollars off your first delivery at pinemelon.com that's pinemelon.com i'm gonna cut the slopper in half oh my god I don't. I can't say I know much about a slopper. Is it just a burger with chili on it? Yeah, I could probably be disowned for telling everyone, all of your listeners, that I've never actually had a slopper <gasps> in Pueblo before. I know. Well, I have to say, it's not a thing I would think you would be into. Yeah, the concept always really kind of made me. Um, it just sounded like a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a Mexican hamburger. I just won't do it. Yeah, you know. I like the fresh onions. I love the fresh onions. I was actually going to say that. <clears throat> These pictures are cool, too, because <clears throat> growing up in Pueblo, you always knew this CF and I as a... It's the closest thing Pueblo will have to a skyline. You know, it's just like this old school infrastructure that's always at the south side of the city. I didn't think about that. But it's it's so rare to have access to it. That, like, any child growing up there, unless you're going to work there, it's treated with, like, an element of um, allure. Yeah. You just don't see it. So these pictures are interesting because they take you behind the behind the scenes. 
of this thing you just see and you're and identify with your it was the backdrop to my childhood we lived right there and i mean even if there was you know heaven forbid an explosion at the plant or any kind of accident you could hear it it's very it's a small community built around a plant a plant but i don't know your family's history in pueblo i was so curious if that would come up at all when did the casados's move to the valley the Casadoses moved there, um, gosh, in like the 1950s from northern New Mexico, post-World War II. Uh, my dad's dad uh, was a mechanic and worked for not the CFNI, but he worked for a lot of things coming out of the CFNI, if that was like work. Well, I don't know. Like, What's the CFNI? The, that's what this the is. The railroad? This is what, that's what this is. Oh, the steel mill. The fuel and oh. iron. Colorado fuel and iron. Um, CFNI is why most people moved to Colorado from like where they were from in northern New Mexico. It was like an industrial job. It was a really well-paying job. That's ultimately not what my dad's dad did. He did a lot of odd jobs, but was a veteran of World War II. Uh, a mechanic for the army and then my mom's dad worked at the CFNI um, but died of mesothelioma so yeah a work hazard and I mean that's the other thing too I think for anyone that's from northern Colorado that had like a little bit more of a blue collar upbringing Pueblo's super familiar it feels like your grandpa's chair if you can appreciate it for what it is you love it. <laughs> I get that. No, I get that. Yeah. So if I told you 10 years ago, someone wants to open a Pueblo-themed bar in downtown Denver, what would you say to me? I would have questioned their intentions. I would have really been <laughs> aggressively skeptical. What makes you less aggressively skeptical now? The space and meeting the people. Do you think Pueblo's ready for... Interlopers? Carpetbaggers? Yeah. No. There's a lot that goes on down there culturally that if you're not a part of the community, it's conspicuous mm-hmm. <laughs> that right. you're there. Um, I just wonder. I think they are. I think they like hosting a party. Like the, the Green Chili and Frijoles Festival is down there, um, and that's, that's always incredible and, and fun. Um, so I think they're ready. I, th- I just, I, like any part of Colorado, I wonder if it has the infrastructure to take any kind of growth. growth. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. And then obviously concerns about affordability and what happens when people discover you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll be curious what other Pueblo, Puebloans, Pueblonians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd be curious what other people from Pueblo think about this bar. I think they like it. Good food. I love the atmosphere and the people have been really nice. Well, David Casados, thanks for joining me today. (laughs) Thanks for having me. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Rumors are swirling about Casa Bonita's reopening. We've seen pictures of a crane looming over the top of the Mexican restaurant in a strip mall. And now, thanks to Crafty DM on Twitter, it sounds like the cliff divers have been training at Carmody Rec Center in Lakewood. The South Park dudes said they're hoping to reopen by the end of the year, and someone tossed out September as a possible date. But could it be sooner? Maybe that's just my wishful thinking. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, where today Peyton is dishing on CityCast Denver's piping hot takes about 
Denver's new area code. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. September would be cool, too, because that's when my birthday is. So, you know, just do the old. Had my 21st birthday there. Had my 8th birthday there. Had my 42nd birthday there. 